0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Canberra Football Show. We are back with another week of football action, round three and a little bit of round two. And we have Russ Gibbs back with us today. And of course, Michael. Michael, how's it going, mate?
1: Yeah, good, thanks, Matt. Hey, how are you going?
0: Yeah, I'm actually not too bad. And like I said, Russ Gibbs back with us today. Russ, how are you?
2: I'm really good, thanks. Been uh, plenty of football for me to watch over the last week or so. So, ready to get into it and talk about it all?
0: That is awesome. So,. Let's get straight into it, shall we? We are going to start with the Round 2 match that had to be rescheduled. It was Tuggeranong won Canberra Olympic 5, Truman with a goal for Tuggeranong. Then Canberra Olympic, we had Dominici with a hat-trick, Popovich with, also with a goal, and Parascos with a goal. Russ, you were commentating the match with Frank Kasha at the AAS. I'm sure it was a cold night. What were your thoughts on the midweek encounter?
2: Yeah, I think the scoreline in the end was probably fair for Canberra Olympic, but Tuggeranong started off really well in that game, and they could have... Could have um, had the best of it, I think, in the first 20 minutes or so. Uh, Conversely, in that time, they did concede. Steven Dominici got his first goal of the season. I was giving him a bit of grief beforehand that he hadn't scored... Um, I was telling him it was a bit six months or so that he hasn't got a goal because it's only been one game. But obviously it's been ages since he scored. But, you know, he shut us up in some style that evening with a couple of quick goals. And it turned at the start of the second half. I think Mitch Stevens uh, had his team quite well organised. It was only 1-0 at the break, but two quick goals within the space of a minute or two from Popovic and Dominici. And that was the game over. Um, You know, I think they declared a little bit after Dominici got his third. But... Credit to Tuggerong, they battled all the way to the end, and they got themselves a well-deserved consolation goal, the first um, of his career for Harry Truman at that level.
0: And I was at the women's game this weekend, which is Velcro v Tuggeron, and that was on the pitch that that match was supposed to be at, and I do think they made the right decision by calling it off, because it was quite patchy, actually, and still. So imagine if the game played, it would be even, even more patchier. But uh, do you think it's a credit to both these sides that, even though they played the midweek match, they both came on and they both won, considering yeah. with less rest?
2: Yeah in in round 3 yeah. absolutely i think it's um a you know, real credit to, to both teams. And I, and I think, to be fair, Mitch Stevens had to juggle his pack a bit. He was missing a few players. Uh, he rested Sean Kiddy, um, only given the last 15 minutes but before the game against Woden, specifically for the fact that he knew he was going to start him. And Sean hasn't got it in his legs at the moment um, to play two games in a week. So you've got to be judicious with what you're picking at the moment. And Mitch has done that. Uh, you know, they were disappointed to lose 5 1. That's a very good Canberra Olympic team. And to be fair, they came off the back of that round one loss to Belcon. And they had something to prove as well. They can't afford to be losing many football matches at this stage of the season and they went out there and they looked very good and look with a bit better finishing in the first half they'd have had many more. Uh, it, it, it certainly
0: was an interesting game to watch and Kappa football reporter Evelyn Kratzis actually spoke to Robbie Katanak straight after the match.
3: So after having your game rescheduled tonight from Saturday did that set you guys back at all or did that benefit you guys in terms of preparation? Uh, preparation was pretty similar. Uh, if anything, it'll probably affect our preparation for the weekend's game. Mm-hmm. See a shorter turnaround, but no, it was. You know, and are you guys worried at all for vs Manara this weekend? No, not at all. No? It's a game. Yeah, you, know, you certainly won't be catching us complaining about uh, too many games this year. So. <laughs> yeah, no, not with COVID. <laughs> yeah, games a game, mate. We'll take it. Yeah, of course. And is there anything you're going to focus on this weekend coming up? Just in, just getting better, just improving our performances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tonight was in patches a little bit better than what we were in round one. But we've still got some things to work on. So, yeah, we've got some young guys and we just need to try and mould them into playing the way we want to play and, you know, probably be a little bit more consistent for the whole game as opposed to patchy performances like we're doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts on tonight's successful win as well? Have you got any comments you'd like to make on the boys' performance? No, look, one win doesn't really, you know, I don't get carried away with one win the same way I didn't get carried away with one loss so that's a, it's a better performance than what the first round was um, in many aspects uh, but there there's still things we need to work on so similar mistakes to what we made in round one so we'll be working on those Alright, very
0: well done there, Evelyn Now, next up we have like we we're just talking about Canberra Olympic 3-1 over Monaro Dihegi, Sparrow, Dominici with the goals and then for Monaro Ahmed, Shaibu with the goal What happened in this one, Michael?
1: Well, it's a second win uh, in a row for Olympic uh, in a quick time span as uh, you know they won by uh, playing the way they always do, dominating possession and creating a tonne of chances. I mean, due to the rescheduled match, uh, we have not talked about uh, Olympics since their first-round loss uh, to, to Belconnen. And, you know, in that, we said that Olympic uh, will look to bounce back quickly. And, you know, they've done that emphatically by scoring eight goals in their, in their past two games. And Monero have suffered now their third direct defeat in a row, three games, three losses. Uh, the previous two losses coming to... Uh, Canberra Croatia and, and Tigers FC uh, two talking points about the game was that uh, Jimmy uh, Cananara's, Cana, Canaridis. Canaridis thank you side uh, played quite uh, well in the first two however uh, they did not necessarily uh, have that um, opinion uh, after, after the final whistle blew uh, at O'Connor on Saturday afternoon and uh, Russ you commentated obviously uh, th- this matchup. Uh, you've commentated a lot of uh, Canberra <laughs> Olympic uh, games so far uh, this season, uh, what, what were your thoughts and our takeaways uh, from the matchup? You obviously commentated that one with uh, Frank Kesha as well. Yeah, we've been very lucky that the NPL guys um, have
2: given us two games a weekend, enables us to see pretty much every team. And we've, um, because of the rearranged midweek game, we've actually done all of the Olympic games. And um, to be honest, again, they, they played well on the weekend. Monero Panthers were very good, um, and they were unfortunate once again to not get anything out of it. They have played three games now. They played Canberra FC. They have played. Or Canberra Croatia, I should say. Keep saying Canberra FC. They played Tigers and now they played Olympic. And they played well in each of them. And there was a real turning point right at the start of the second half in that game. Cesare Heggie had scored in the first half his first goal for Canberra Olympic, an important one for him. His position, I believe, was a little bit under threat for the quality of Seb Woods and some of the other substitutes they've got there. So for him to get off the mark was really important for his own personal season. But right at the start of the second half when the game was 1-1 after Lukman Arkberg-Sheim got his first goal for the Panthers Mitch Jervis-Hamilton was clean through one-on-one in the first minute of the second half and Roy Larkin saved his shot with his legs Now if that goes in um, Panthers are 2-1 up and, and have the bit between their teeth but it didn't um, and shortly afterwards Daniel Sparrow scored from a really acute angle um, I don't know how he managed to squeeze it in past Nathan Alfrink on the near post then and after that it was pretty much Panthers looking to chase and Olympic pick them off on the break and Dominici once again got his name on the score sheet four in a week for him now and uh, yeah. he's closing in on that goal a game record that we were talked about in the pre-season where he's now only I think it's like 130 goals and 135 games yeah. pretty phenomenal stuff for the Panthers though it's only one win in their last eight believe it or not if you take um, into credit the last um, five games of the last season and they're a much better football side than that they've got to win this season this weekend um, simple as that they go to Word and uh, Western well Melrose Synthetic will be there with the Bar TV cameras myself and Mitch Stevens, hopefully uh, from 3.45 on Saturday and it's a must win game
1: for both teams yeah absolutely I was just going to say you know although we're looking at Manara now in a situation where they've only got zero points um, you know they've had three of the toughest games you could you could ask for to to open up the season and though they've come away with nothing um, I think that in each of those games they've actually displayed um, you know some some pretty uh, good performances and Like you mentioned, Russ, this game next weekend, or this coming weekend, sorry, against uh, Woden Western will prove absolutely pivotal for uh, both teams.
2: Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about Woden Western in a bit um, with their game against Tagalong. But uh, yeah, both teams really need a win. Um, Panthers, I think, definitely, the way they've played this season, they've deserved at least something. They went into the game on the weekend, like you say, they have no points now, but they could have a combination of anywhere between one and nine, I mean, to be honest. I mean, that game on the weekend was probably... Uh, the least likely one that they looked like winning um, from the other two. But Ahmed Shai, had a goal disallowed at 3-1 when the referee um, called them back for a free kick, when she may have played the advantage and he tucked it away. Uh, they felt a bit hard done by, by there. They're not getting much luck at the moment, but their approach play is good. Um, when it does stick for them in that final third, they'll
1: start putting some goals in and cause some problems. Yep. And now moving on to uh, Tuggerong United against Woden Weston, obviously the home side winning there, uh, 2-0. Thanks to Truman's double in the first half. Uh, Matt, how how did this one play out? Oh, look, this is an absolutely
0: absolutely massive win for Tagoreng, and it would have been a massive win for Woden if they had won this one as well. Obviously, uh, they both hadn't won a game up until this point, and Tagoreng, more importantly, had two heavy defeats uh, before this in the opening two rounds. You'll hear uh, Mitch Stevens' comment, surely, how he feels. He felt it was only a matter of time before the results came because he felt in both matches they displayed good performances uh, with the Tigers game. It was um, before the red card, and even straight after the red card, before the goals came in. He said they played quite well. And he said, obviously, Olympic are Olympic, but he feels they had decent um, exposure during that match. And he also said to me, this 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 is a transition year, and he really wants to experiment with the team. And he said, obviously, we keep saying they don't have the same budget, but he also did say he, does, he doesn't want that budget to hamper what... Style of play he wants to play. He doesn't just want to sit back every game and hit on the counter. So he said this is the best year to experiment that. So he said his team might, uh, they might be taking a few too many risks this season and they might end up getting a, a few hammerings in the process. But he feels this is the best season to experiment in that regard. How do you feel about that one, Russ?
2: I think he's right. I mean, look at his squad that he's got out there. It's a very young team. Great to see Harry Truman amongst the goals again. Three in a week for the young lad. Now 18 years old, first season in the NPL, um, to come up with three goals in, in two games. Suddenly, the goal seems bigger for him. You know, he's come through the ranks at, um, at kind of Grammar there. And you, you come and play Premier League and you think, oh, it's a completely different level. All of a sudden you get a goal and you think, well, there's no difference here. Just need to keep scoring. I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, right. he's got two 16-year-old central defenders as well. Lawson Moore and um, Harrison Bunnell. And I, thought, I was very impressed when I saw Harrison play against Canberra Olympic on um, the Wednesday. He he marked Mark Shields in the first game. He marked Steven Dominic and Nick Popovich in the second game. So anything after that is going to be a, a little is, bit yeah. of easier for him, I think. Um, they did well on the weekend. It was important to get the result. Um, I feel for Woden Western though. Three games now without a goal. Um, they have been struggling in front of goal. It doesn't get any easier for them as well after this because... Um, they play Monero on the weekend, and then all of a sudden they're in a, in a run of fixtures. It includes Canberra FC, Tigers and Olympic, I believe. And, you know, it's going to be difficult for them to, to pick up anything if they don't get anything this weekend. But Yuli de Silva has got his group um, there, and he's building for next season as well, similar to Tuggeranong United. So two sides have got plenty to prove, and I think Tuggeranong deserve the points on the weekend.
0: But in saying that, though, in terms of and Weston, you say it doesn't get much easier. However, with Monaro not getting any points... They might be a little bit under pressure in that regard. Do you feel this is probably the best time for Woden Weston to play Manara?
2: I think Yuli De Silva's looking at it very much like Mitch Stevens is, to be honest, that this season's a free shot. Um, doesn't really matter what happens here for them. There's no relegation. Uh, it's a great chance to blood a lot of his younger players. And he's picked up Mate Barisic as well, who came off the bench on the week, which is a good signing for them. Um, Jay Selden now looks back to full fitness after getting a knock in the first game. Those two will have a crucial role to play. Um, I think they've just got to be a bit more, have a bit more belief in themselves when they have the football. I think they've got some good football players, but, you know, at the moment it's just not clicking for them. Uh, this weekend's going to be tough. Uh, the Panthers will fancy it. They'll think that they can win this one. Um, I guess the first thing for Woden to do is get a goal um, and then, then move on from there. And I think once they do that, then that monkey will come off the back. And I did
0: have a chat to Mitch Stevens earlier today.
2: Here's what he had to say.
0: All right, first and foremost, good 2-0 win for you guys on Saturday. What did you make of uh, how your side played on the day?
4: I was quite pleased with, you know, the first 60 minutes, if I'm honest, mate. Um, We sort of came out, and I mean, we've been building a little bit each and every week and sticking to our principles, and it was nice to sort of see... Particularly, the first goal was a, was a really well-taken goal, well-crafted, um, and I think what we saw in that last thirty was uh, yeah, tired legs from the midweek fixture really started to kick in. Uh, the boys ran out of ran out of gas, and we got a little bit deep, a little bit too quickly. Um, which was probably, like I said, the one thing I'd be critical of with the guys was that we sort of dropped off a little too, little bit too quickly defensively. But other than that, it was it was nice to reinforce for sort the of guys that you know, the way we're doing things now, we'll
0: get results if we, we stick to it. And yeah, and and you mentioned that, and obviously it wasn't a it wasn't ideal first two uh, rounds of the week uh, uh, between the uh, the sending off and the loss to the Tigers, and also the uh, the rescheduling and the loss to Olympic. Um, did you know it was only a matter of time before you guys put in a performance like you did on Saturday? Um, well, it's, it's probably less about the
4: performance in that the result was going to come eventually, you know. Because as I mentioned against you know in the game against Kuma, it's um, I thought we were outstanding with ten men. You know, we we really made that a, a tough game for Tigers down at Nigeria, with ten men for so long, and apart from a few you know set pieces, we were. We were, you know, neck and neck with Tigers that game. Um, so the performance was good, you know, against Olympic there were glimpses, but, you know, that, that's, that's a brutal team to, to make a few you know, mistakes against and they'll score. So it was like, yeah, you know, the result would come if we stuck to trying to ensure performances were good. So, yeah, we, we were confident we'd turn around with that sort of stuff and it's still all eyes on 2021 for us. Um, so we'll continue to do what we're doing and, and ensure we're ready to go for next season.
0: And you guys have a pretty big test next week against Bill Connon. How do you think you guys will prepare for that one? As we always do, mate. Um
4: intensity you know real clarity around what we need to do identify those little things that that need tweaking each and every week to seek the perfect performance um and you'll need to be very good to beat Bill Connett um uh, you know I, I really admire that style that they play and what they do and
0: how tenacious they are so know, yeah, yeah, I'll be really looking forward to it I also had a chat to Ulysses De Silva and here's what he had to say not the result you guys would have hoped for on Saturday. What did you make of how the game played out?
5: Pretty much played out the way that I was expecting it to um, in terms of the different scenarios. So uh, we conceded an early goal um, and they uh, shut up shop and we couldn't break it down. So um, on are, are good at, at defending um and uh, they
0: did that well on Saturday. Oh uh, yeah, and despite uh, some of the positive uh, play you guys have had this season so far, um, the results haven't gone your way. Do you feel it's only a a matter of time before those results start coming, or
5: Matthew? Like I take full responsibility for the results. We had a number of new signings over the last month. And I've uh, thrown the dice and um, played them from from the start, and it's I guess uh, I was uh, I took a gamble, and uh, and it hasn't paid off for us yet. Uh, but you know these, will, you know we've recruited some uh, quality players, and uh, it's just uh, I believe I've got faith in um, the, the playing squad. That it is just a matter of time before things start to click, um, and um, we'll get different results.
0: And next week is a big match for both of you guys. Uh, uh, you're playing Manaro, who uh, sort of are in the same uh, boat as you guys. How do you hope to? What do you hope to take out of that game?
5: Yeah, look, it's a it's a short season. Uh, and so every game for us is important to uh, change the momentum for 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 the team so yes it is uh, a big game just like it was you know for us um and just like it was uh, on the weekend against Tuggeranong. Uh, so i, I think uh, just another week under our belt with um you know, our new players uh, understanding each other and getting to know each other a little bit better uh, about what we're uh, what we're trying to um, achieve, and um, I'm I'm confident that it's just a, a matter of time before the boys start to click and uh,
0: um, we'll get different results. And next up, we had another massive matchup in MPL One. We had Gungallan United defeating Belconnen three-one Adams. And have Tameriam and John with the goals for Gungalon United. And Luca Flores with his third goal in three matches for Belconia United. Michael, what happened in this one? I heard it was a feisty one.
1: It was a, it was a feisty one. It was a, it was a great encounter. I um, had the pleasure of watching it. Uh Gungal and United were the better team in the first half. And that saw them open the scoring through a great goal uh, from Adams. Hit the underside of the crossbar. You know, one of those nice ones that just hit the underside of the crossbar. Bounced down and bounced up to the top of the net. Uh, Belconi United sat back for the majority of that first uh, 45 minutes, obviously, given that Gungalan liked to implement that heavy uh, possession-based uh, style of football. Uh, so they were obviously looking to hit on the counter-attack with the likes of uh, Kofi Danning and, like you mentioned uh, previously, uh, Lucas Flores. Uh, the complexion of the match obviously changed. You mentioned it being feisty. Uh, there was a massive uh, coming together at the end of the first half uh, with uh, Gungalan United defender uh, Griffiths uh, giving his marching orders. And that actually saw, in the second half, Belconnen be a lot more aggressive in, in their approach. Uh, you, you could tell that Paulo McCaw actually had a very strong word uh, with his team at time to say, well, we're only 1-0 down here, but now we've got the man advantage, let's push on. And, you know, they did that for the majority of the second half. And they, I think on the basis of play, deservedly got an equaliser, uh, which made it 1-1 in the 75th minute. And you actually thought that they could probably go on and, and, and snatch it, given the way it, it, the match was actually uh, playing out. However, you know, on with the quality that, that, they, that they possess, uh, they, they flipped the switch and hit Connor on the counter-attack uh, to score two late goals. Obviously, one leading to a penalty uh, to make it 2-1. And um, uh, John scoring an injury time, a great solo effort uh, to, to make it 3-1 and cement their victory. Uh, Polo um, McCall, the Belconnen United coach, he'll, he'll be proud of uh, that effort displayed by his team, especially in the second half. I know they come away with the loss in in this one, but it's against a very good uh, Gungahlin United uh, United side. And in saying that, we keep talking about the young players, and I felt like they re- the young
0: players really stepped up. And um, I know Danny was the one to hit it two Flores, but credit to Ethan Samadis, who ran past a couple of defenders and... He looked like he had, uh, he fell over, but he used that momentum to cross it into Danny, who put it into Luca Flores, right. and, and once again Luca Flores three yeah. like I said three goals in three he's been, games.
1: He's been excellent.
0: Efficiency at, at its best, which is it, it's great to see a coach put the the um, effort into these young players and giving them the chance in the biggest matches. You know, it doesn't get much bigger than Gungahlin and, and and Canberra yeah. Olympic. What do you think, Ross?
2: Well, you know, I mean, it's great to see, it, as you said. I mean, I talked about Harry Truman with his three goals. Luca Flora is exactly the same. He's finding life in the NPL one very easy. Um, he's scoring goals as if they're uh, going out of fashion. And that's great for Bell United because they need that. Um, as you mentioned, they, were, they, they pushed Garden United all the way. The, the sending off of and Griffiths was a real turning point. I understand that the, the Gunners weren't particularly pleased with that, that there was an indication that maybe the wrong player had been sent off. Um, by the officials but that yeah, happens sometimes in football and you've, you've got to adapt and find a way and champion sides do and uh, Marcel Munoz has got a squad there which is phenomenally talented and gifted his, his bench is outstanding and when they need to find a way they find a way and they did it last season and they've done it this season again and they're, they're top of the table on goal difference at the moment um, just a shout-out to Michael John's goal, though, absolutely, Cracko. I mean, you, you, you get that in the 94th minute, 2-1 up, he picks the ball up 65 metres from goal, and you're thinking, well, just whack it down the park, mate. Waste a few, waste a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. That's what most people do, but now he's, yeah. off, he's off on a run. And, um, you know, maybe his coach would have had a word from him if he'd turned over possession, but yeah. when, he, when he's running past players and bending one in the top corner with his left foot, at the end of the day, you're uh, not going to say too much, are you?
1: No, you're going to be very, uh, very happy with it, how most certainly, if
2: you're the coach. But big win for them, big win for Gungarland United, at one stage it looked like they were going to drop points and uh, in a short season it's it's important that you don't. And now, it's, now we see what Belconin are made of, two wins to start the season, now they've got beaten once, it's it's uh, wait to see what they've got left in their locker. They lost Darren Bailey later on as well with a second yellow card so he was sent off, he, he'll miss a week. Um, I understand that was a, an R7 for him. So. Not great from their point of view, but um, they'll bounce back. They've got a good, strong squad there as well. And, you yeah, know, it just makes it nice and open again. We've we've gone in, which we'll talk about, Tigers and Canberra FC in, in Canberra Croatia. I'll, say it, I'll get it eventually, right? It's done it again. Um, hey, by the end, it just me that got that. By, uh,
1: <laughs> by the end of the season, I'll get it right. We've, made, we've all made a few mistakes already <laughs> we, tonight. It's
2: OK. I mean, Canberra Croatia won the game, which we'll talk about in a bit. But yeah. that means after three rounds of capital football, we've not got a side that's won all three matches. And, and to be honest, that's that's quite rare. At this stage of the season, of course.
0: Uh, yep. Uh, the only, we'll mention that a little bit later. But I believe Gungala United MPLW is the only team so far to win all three matches. So we'll discuss that. Massive props to them. We'll discuss that a little bit later. And moving on to the next match, we have got Tigers FC, uh, who won. Sorry, sorry, who uh, went down to Camp Croatia four two. Shields and Whittier with the goals. Whittier's goal absolutely fantastic. Amazing. Banger in the banger in the top corner. That was my personal favourite of the lot and then we had Camber, and then Canberra Croatia's goals we had Ujdu uh, and Kishta with a hat trick big talking point from the game though uh, Russ as of course you were there was the stream cut out very early on however it was recorded thank goodness and uh, with you and Lachlan so at least your trip wasn't uh, completely wasted in that regard <laughs> like it would have been if, the, if it didn't record at all so yeah. thank goodness it did and then like I said there was a amazing amount of goals. One of Kishida's goals, it, it seemed absolutely stunning. Unfortunately, the link I saw, uh, the uh, the camera couldn't keep up with it at all. So I think that, that, would, that, that probably proves how great a goal it was yeah. if the camera can't keep up Look, with it. Uh,
2: if you've not seen it, tune in and watch the 90 minutes. It's well worth your time. Um, it, was, it was a fantastic game of football. Um, it had everything, I mean, great goals, um, good good movement all round even, even the, the ones that weren't bombs um, Mark Shields' equaliser was will well-worked goal um, Kishta's third was a brilliant move if you get the chance to watch that there was there was probably 15 passes in the build-up to that and the finish was excellent as well that's his first ever hat-trick Emilio Kishta at any level he's not even scored mm. one at junior level before and he'd only have four NPL goals to his name before that and that's a warning to the rest of the league when you look at that, and you've got a midfielder here that scored four goals in his MPL career and he's getting a hat-trick away at the Tigers. And that's Cam. And then you've got people like you know, Daniel Balách and, and Jason Ugrinich who didn't score. And, yeah, it's a big, big warning sign. But you mentioned the goals. It, it, was, a, it was a great game. Early on, there was a little tactical switch by um, Dean Ugrinich. He deployed Daniel Colbertaldo in a false nine role, which uh, flunks Tigers early on. He won a penalty inside the second minute. Um, Nico Oida Took it really comfortably. Um, Dominic Jampal is the penalty taker, I understand, but he was on the bench and he tucked it away nicely. Uh, and, and it looked like that was it for most of the half. Mark Shields levelled right on half-time and we thought, well, we're going into the break one all. Mm-hmm. And then Kishter pulled out the first of his three goals, a, a stunning strike from distance into the top corner. And we thought that wouldn't be better, but as Matt said, Sam Whittier's strike in the second oh, half oh, oh, was out oh, of his oh, world. Yeah, it moved, we were right behind it when he hit that um, from the, from the uh, scaffolding, and it just bent from right to left, and it just, right to the top corner, not earthly, for Sam Brown, and they just got better. Kishter then scored an absolute cracker as well. It, it took a bit of a deflection, I understand, but that's what gave it that bit of a dip. And as you said, the, team work, the teamwork for the third goal, uh, his third goal was outstanding. And to be fair, this is a Canberra-Croatia side, and I mentioned it in commentary, without Matt Gerdbeshire, without Nick Bobolas, Nico Kalfas suspended as well, Dom Gianpaolo on the bench. Um, you've got four class players there that would walk into any side Daniel Subicic didn't start the game he was a substitute as well and the only worry they had was Jordan Lamb who went off with a bit of a tweak mm. but yeah they look in great form
0: would you say that's a, a perfect way to um, get ready for the massive match against Olympic this week
2: it's a nice segue to say that we're covering that one on Sunday yeah. at Deakin Stadium. Um, myself and Frank Keisha will be there for that one, of course, and that's a huge game for it's both those sides. It should be brilliant. I mean, the, there's there's a good rivalry between those two. It's a healthy mm-hmm. rivalry as well. And the last eight games between the two, I think, uh, the last seven rather, uh, Canberra Cresher won four, Olympic won three. So... You, you can know, toss to it up to see yeah and, yeah and 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 for some reason olympic always play well at Deakin stadium they tend to do they tend to get more wins at Deakin stadium than they do against canberra croatia at home um it's just a it's a venue that they enjoy playing at both sides packed full of talent and but just to go back to um the game on the weekend mm-hmm. uh, tigers weren't at their best uh, they still look dangerous i think ryan grogan will be disappointed that they've conceded four goals Shout out to Jacob Cole Poor fella He back, he was in goal For the under 23s as well And they shipped 9 In a 9-0 loss And then he backed up And was beaten by 4 goals In Premier League And he couldn't do anything About any yeah. of them To be perfectly frank
1: It's not good to be a keeper You know To have played 2 games And conceding 13 goals Is it? Well, I think, to be honest, he's conceded the penalty and he couldn't do anything about it. Then Kish
2: Mm -hmm. just banged that one in the top corner and you're thinking, well, you know, my day's not going to get any worse than here. And then he goes and does that one in the second half as well. And you're thinking, well, what have I done wrong? (laughs) To be fair, not much he could do with. Absolutely
0: nothing he could do with any of them, to be fair. And quickly before we move on, in terms of Tigers, it's not the sort of preparation that would have liked heading into Gungalan this weekend. So how do you see them going against
2: Gungalan quickly? Yeah, it's an important one for Ryan Grogan and his team. And, and again, um, I think it's not going to end nil-nil. There's no way it's going to end nil-nil. There's too much talent in those in both those sides. And yeah, it's a shame that it's on exactly the same time as the match we're covering because I'd love to watch that as well. So I'll definitely have the, the laptop up and running and keeping an eye on that one if, if people are watching. We'll keep you up to date with that one if you're watching our game. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a difficult one for them. It, it's always hard. That, but Tigers tend to do reasonably well against Gungahlin. They They're physical um and they've got some good players in that team and it will be tough and Garland will start as favorites but Ryan Grogan will have a game plan set out and they'll try to play and I think the important point from the weekend and I may have mentioned it in commentary on the time was that we had two sides that tried to play football on, on a surface which really wasn't conducive to good football at all it was it was potholed it was bumpy um, the grass was a bit long and you know the Tigers don't like playing there themselves because <laughs> they can't they, they're not allowed they don't, like, to don't do, like playing their own they're not they. allowed to do anything with the field you know it's, yeah. it's just because it's council owned and it's oh. difficult for everybody and, and I true. feel for them because they're a good football side and, and you'll see a different Tigers this weekend on a decent field
1: yeah uh, moving on so just We've wrapped up uh, all those games now. And looking ahead to MPL one Round 4 fixtures, we have Woden Weston versus Monaro Panthers. That's a big clash. Uh, Both sides looking for their first wins of the season. Saturday, 3.45pm at Melrose Synthetic. Then we've got Gungahlin United versus Tigers FC. Sunday, 3pm at AIS. Following that, we've got Tuggeranong United up against Belconnen United. Sunday, 3pm at Canberra. And lastly... Uh, we've touched on it, how, how big of a game this will be it's Canberra Croatia at home against Canberra Olympic Sunday 3.15pm at Deakin Stadium
0: alright now we are moving on to the NPL first up we had Wagga City Wanderers lose to Canberra Olympic 5-1 Sykes with two goals, Hoffman with a goal Croker with a goal and Murphy with a goal and then Nicholson scored for Wagga City Wanderers Michael how did this one play out?
1: Well, it's two weeks in a row now. Olympic have put on a performance like this with Ashley Skies and her sister uh, Nicole leading the way, as expected. Uh, we saw in the first round matchup, despite the loss to Gangalan, they were here to make a statement, and that's what they've done. Wagga City will be disappointed with the result, uh, especially being at, being at home. However, they will look at their opposition, especially with especially uh, the Skies, uh, and can say uh, that, that they've learnt from that uh, and take it into... Uh, the CUA Academy uh, game next week at Walker I mean Canberra Olympic um, have been fantastic uh, in this NPL uh, W season, I mean we've touched on it a fair few times uh, in previous uh, podcasts uh, Russ, uh, what did you make of this encounter?
2: Two five, one wins in a row for, for um, Canberra Olympic and uh, Ashley Sykes and Nicole Begg are making a huge difference to that team and as you would two, two uh, Matildas internationals um, to uh, Westwood W League stalwarts. And they make a huge difference to the side and they, they, they bring the younger players along with them. And you, you could see it from the weekend. When you're scoring inside the first minute or two, then it gives you a great platform to work from. And you know, after they did that, and they, they scored a couple in quick succession to go three up, there was no, never really any doubt that they would take the points back to Canberra. A shout out though to Wagga City. They've got a really, really young team there this year. And Sam Gray, who wasn't there on the weekend, I understand. Um, his, his assistant took charge of the side. Um, they've got a bag full of, of their WNPL Seventeens that they brought up to first grade this year, and it's a good learning tool for them to be coming up against players like Ashley Sykes and Nicole Began. Um, and what Adrian Woodman has got is is a team that looks strong in most areas. Um, they look quick and sharp on the counter attack, and you know. Yes, this is a game they'll look at and go, yeah, this is three points which we should be winning this game. Um, there's bigger tests for them to come, but the way they did it to travel all the way down to Wagga and come away with such a convincing victory um, should
1: should sound some alarm bells for those teams that are more fancied than, than them above them in the table. Absolutely. Moving on, uh, Gunga and United putting on a five-star showing. We talk about how impressive Canberra Olympic have been in, in the MPLW uh, this season. Gunggol and United have been uh, excellent as well so far. With uh, Pennyfield, uh, Gambale, Patterson, Miro and uh, Stella DiMarco getting on the score sheet uh, against the Monero Panthers. 5-0 victory. Matthew Nicoletti. How did this one play out? Okay, well, uh, Gungahlin, like I said before,
0: three matches, three wins. Very, very impressive for them. Um, like we said, the only team in Canberra in terms of the top leagues, I believe, that have that perfect way to start.
2: Belconnen United women's only played two. And that is One true that is true they might have something to say about that yeah. they, would, they would indeed actually and I will
0: mention that in the next game since I was at that game I have uh, plenty of praise for them in terms of the way they played as well um, but in terms of just the three matches without the buy, and actually interestingly enough if you actually go onto the ladder I think it's for MPL 2 maybe for the MPLW as well the bye is actually on the ladder <laughs> where, where have you seen that before it's like it's second last well, it's, he's so not lost, a, it's, it's not lost
2: a game. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> They're a, a zero,
0: great opposition. <laughs> aren't it just they? it just has <laughs> zero, 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 zero points, and it's there on the ladder. It's the most bizarre thing ever you'll ever see. <laughs> but anyway, uh, in terms of uh, a uh, Diego will be very, very happy with this. Um, like I said last week, in terms of the CUA game, we sort of saw their uh, defensive side of the game, which they didn't really need to do too much today. In in uh, sorry, on Sunday, in terms of that, however. So they'll be very, very happy with that win. Uh, they they played the same way they always do with their uh, tiki-taka-esque um, base football. Keeping possession, that midfield three, and it looks... And two of them got on the score sheet, DeMiro and DeMarco. They do a lot of a lot of rotation. And in terms of the narrow point of view, they they, they held their own, though, for the first half. It was only 1-0 f- uh, for 60 minutes. And when I, I actually uh, had a chat to Paul Townsley, and he said, look... Uh, in terms of the way we're approaching these games, we're just trying to take the best out of what we do in these matches, in, because they have a uh, they have a younger squad and uh, less inexperi- a less inexperienced squad. So for them, they have to take the best things and learn from these games. And there's there's no better teams really to learn from the NPLW than PLW Gungal- than your Gungalans and your Bell that they played earlier on, and when they play your Canberra croatias and they're really just trying to build for next season in that regard, and hoping to build on the on the learning blocks they have. Um, but it was always going to be a tough test against the likes of Belko in the first round and against Gungal in this round, especially on the role they're on at the moment. Russ, what did you uh, make of this one?
2: Well, firstly for Paul Townsley and Manero Panthers. I mean, you mentioned it's a learning curve for the players. It, it is for him as well. It's his first yep. season in WNPL. And anyone that's coached in and around women's football will tell you it's a different beast to men's. Um, it, it, it is difficult sometimes when you your groups of players you depart and leave. They come together in packs. And, and the Panthers have got a really young side, as you mentioned. A good side too. There's a lot of good talent in there but when you're coming up against this strong opposition, it's a question of just looking at it and going, well, what can we learn, as you said? And and they'll learn plenty from that. Um, Pretty convinced that before the end of the season, Paul will have his style implemented on that side and then he'll hope to keep those players together for next year. And he is building a great club culture at the Monero Panthers there as well, which means those players want to stick around and want to play for him. For Gungarland United, well, we saw last year that they pushed and got into the top four and they kind of went out with a bit of a damp squib to be honest mm-hmm. um, and that would have disappointed them because I think they're a better football side than that and they're showing it this this, yeah, this time around and they look the real deal they've got the points in the games we expected them to get the points in um, when they start playing the sides that we're going well okay here's here's your test I think they'll be able to stand up to it you mentioned the players they've got there saw a lot of them last year Stella de was excellent last year as well she's a year older uh, Tiana Miro I think was at the academy for a little bit as well and she's come on leaps and back they've got a very good football side um, Diego Iglesias is building something big at that Gungahlin and they're looking like they want to emulate the men's team and get out there and get on top of the ladder and it's it's, it's a great club
1: to be involved with right now and I think they're going to go a long way this year Yeah, uh, just to touch on that quickly before we uh, move on to the next match uh, you, you said it there Russ, uh, with Diego wanting to build something sort of similar to uh, the, the men's team, we, we know how good of friends uh, Diego and uh, Marcel uh, R and they've, they've had this conversation um, numerous times having spoken to both uh, men in the pre-season they, they want to build a very strong culture uh, for both men's and women's uh, football and their philosophy is very strong and I think that's really um, showcasing out uh, on the football pitch for sure well anyway uh, moving on uh, Belconne United obviously picking up a massive 9-0 uh, victory against Tuggeranong United Brown and Fauna both scoring hat-tricks Matt Nicoletti you commentated this one you're becoming quite the uh NPLW, uh commentator
0: well I, I feel like I've just become a bit of the comedy man I'm 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 uh, adding just a little bits here and there saying well i was surprised with that one I think
2: you've jib tugged along there as well yeah. it's only eight.
0: <laughs> Oh, my bad my bad <laughs> oh geez oh well that's my my fault I wrote this down my apologies uh, yeah, well, 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 just to be clear just that's Matt's fault <laughs> Hey, look, I own up to my mistakes, and I'm sorry for that one. Okay, yeah, but in terms of the game, look, I, like I said, I commentated on it. It was a, a typical very, very dominant Bell Conner performance with uh, probably Alexia Fauna as the star of the show, especially early on. She was fantastic with that hat trick. Uh, obviously, Brown also got a hat trick. She was also uh, very good, and her best guy, I would say, was probably her towering header, absolute bullet. Ronaldo West jumps in the air and just, boom, bullet of a header into that corner. And uh, I also thought Vanessa Ryan was extremely, extremely good at left back. Um, she controlled that uh, left wing and uh, going up and down with uh, her teammate in in terms of Brown. They had fantastic link-up play, I thought, and that they really caused havoc, especially in that first half down that left-hand side. And she was very, very good defensively. I was very impressed with Vanessa Ryan in that regard. So she was one of the standouts of the match. Look, from a target on point of view, it was always going to be very difficult, and in terms of that, it was always going to be a very, very hard prospect, but in terms of the early parts of the match, what they tried to do was they tried to keep um, their shape. And I'll, I'll be honest, they kept their shape quite well early on, and you saw Belcon and how they were going to uh, change in terms of that, and they kept pinging the ball left to right, left to right, and they were trying to um, trying to take Tagarong off guard in that regard. and. The only issue with uh, that is Tagrenong kept their shape, but the problem is when you've got quality with Belco, they can score from anywhere. And that was shown with that Alexia Fauna goal, that second one, just out of you know out of nowhere, and then straight after the second goal, the floodgates open, unfortunately, for Tagrenong. And in terms of Minara, they're going to be taking this in terms of a learning curve in that regard. Uh, is that the way you would look at it as well if you were Michael Aldred, um, Russ?
2: Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you're playing the best team in the competition. I mean, at the moment, Ahmed Ugel sat there going, Anthony Jagariniq, who? I mean, they've won nine nil and was it nine nil and eight nil in their first opening matches? It's another Saturday. It's another Belconnen performance where they just they just want to play football and they and the other and it's not as if they're taking the mick out of these teams either. They're actually no. just playing football and the opposition are just trying their best to, to stop them. And it's so hard to do so when there's such a clutch of talent across the park. Um, you know, Alexia Fauna with a hat trick. That's five for the season for her already, and and I know that she's having a a little bit of a, a, a fun time with her brother at the moment, who's only got the one goal. He did score though from inside his own half. So we we're having a conversation yesterday on Facebook about whose was better, Fauna's um, dipping effort there or yeah. Adam's from his own half. And he was like, well, you know, I don't have to go in the opposition half, you know, score, just score, <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> score the of kickoff, off the kick-off. it just, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that must be great having a bit of fun around the, the dinner table with that pair when they're Absolutely. coming back and, you know, it, it, that's what it's all about. Um, but Balcona United look, look incredibly strong. We knew they were going to be strong anyway. I mean, it was just a question of how they would react to Anthony Jagaranić not being there. And, you know, Ahmed's been around that club for a while now. He's seamlessly transitioned and they just rolled on. And as you said, the quality of the goals was fantastic. Mia McGovern's effort for her first goal for Balcona United was a cracker. Um, the header from Jesse Rashard, brilliant. Um, and then Faulner's goals, which you mentioned, for Tugendong United... Um, shout out to Ryan and Daisy they celebrated her 100th MPL appearance on the weekend Um, I've got her down as having 102 but you know whether or not my stats are right who knows but look at the end of the day it's all about celebrating those achievements and it's a great achievement to play 100 games in in any grade um, to do it at the top level of women's football for that club and she's one of three sisters there as well so um, I think she's got the bragging rights over the other two in terms of appearances at the moment
0: yeah no I realize that because in terms of the uh, in terms of the team sheet, uh, two of the, two of them started and then Chloe came off the bench, I believe. And let's not forget, before we move on, in terms of Belcon, and let's not forget their defense. They've, it, was some, it was the last year they only conceived like two goals or something in the league or something ridiculous like that. So uh, people that are just uh, listening and don't know too much in terms of the NPLW and Belcon United's dominance, that's what a lot of these teams will have to compete with. And let's not forget, uh, before we move on to the next match, it's a massive matchup against Gangalan next week. Absolutely massive. I think this is where Gangalan will say, all right, we're here to play.
2: This is, uh, we're here to stay. This is what we want to do. It's a good point you make, Matt, because people talk about the goals and how great it is about the goals. But if you can keep a clean sheet, you're halfway there. You're not going to lose a football match. And that's what they've built themselves on as a solid foundation down the years. We thought this year maybe it might be a bit different. They lost Bronte Pike. They lost Sally James from between the posts. They lost Lauren Keir. Um, It's made no difference. For the players that they've brought in, they're just super solid at the back. And that sets the platform and the foundation. This weekend, as you mentioned, against Gungarland United, that'll be a test for them. Um, Whoever wins that midfield battle, and you mentioned the, the youngsters, Uh, that were looking to play their tiki-taka won't get quite so much time and space on the ball this weekend so whether or not they can adapt as well but I'm sure Diego Iglesias has got a plan up his sleeve and that's well worth watching that game if you get the chance to tune in I think that will be an absolute corker
0: I certainly think it will be and next up we have Woden Weston who had a terrific comeback in the last five minutes against Canberra United Academy it was 2-2 Miller Carton with a goal and Mackenzie with the free kick in the dying minutes of the match, and then Grove and Giddis with the goals for Canberra United. How did this one uh, go down, Michael?
1: I mean, you touched on it there, Matt. fantastic comeback. That's what comes to mind uh, from Woden Weston. They never gave up, and they hung in there when everyone probably thought that they were down and out. And you know, special shout out to uh, Woden Western goalkeeper Chris- Christina Esposito, because she made some fantastic oh she did uh, saves to keep them in the game and. You know, Canberra United uh, played their played some of the uh, good football that we're accustomed to seeing uh, for for a lot of the match. And last week, uh, they they had a lot of opportunities, but they didn't take advantage of them. And that's obviously come back to bite them um, for for this encounter against Waden Western. Scott O'Donnell will see this as a as a key learning uh, experience in the way that if you don't take your chances and, and kill off your opposition, it goes for for any team or any game if you're not going to take your chances when, when they're presented uh, to you um, the opposition can very well come back and, and, and bite you and, and that was on, on clear uh, display uh, in, in this match uh, in, uh, in this match here with uh, Canberra United uh, Academy uh, Matt I know that you had a chat with uh, Woden Western coach Mark Boyd uh, earlier uh, in the match
0: I certainly did first, uh, Russ what were your thoughts on this matchup?
1: I think you guys have pretty much
2: summed it up here. When you're 2-0 up, you, you, Scott O'Donnell will be looking at it going, well, we should have won the game from there. Um, but they are a young group of, 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 of players there. And for them, this is, is vital that they can understand that a game goes for 90 plus minutes these days. and. Credit to Woden Weston and Mark Boyd's team for putting the effort in. Sarah Whitfield scored their first goal. She's been a stalwart of that club for ages. And Alex McKenzie, who's been playing a bit of a football in the, in the boys' WNPL this year as well, so she's been coming off the bench and she scored that free kick. She makes a big difference to that football side when she's playing. For Woden Weston, it's a great point. I think they've just proved that they can they can compete and um, to come from behind from 2-0. I guess the talking point from that game that most people would, would, would have noticed was Hayley Taylor-Young. Um, playing in a defensive midfield role. They've dropped her in as a number six this year to give her a bit more of a learning experience. And this is a player who scored 35 Premier League goals last season. And you talk about taking your chances and there's one in the side that if she's up front, she's probably banging a few of those in. But it's more important, they see at the moment, for her to develop her game, develop her all-round ability to make her into a more all-rounded footballer. Um, It's surprising to a lot of people when we're seeing it, but obviously Scott O'Donnell sees what they're doing every week in training. And I've said this before, we... We only see the end product on a Saturday afternoon at 90 minutes, and we make our judgment based on what we see there. We don't see what happens during the the week and the training sessions and everything that they're doing. And I understand they're doing it for a reason, but it's it's definitely a talking point. And like Michael said, I had a chat to Mark
0: Boyd earlier today. Good comeback yesterday from your side. Uh, What did you make of your team's overall performance? Uh,
6: Look, we started off slowly in the first half, but we sort of got into the game in the second half, Um, just a slow start Um, but we improved in the second half which was pleasing.
0: And how happy are you with the way your side uh, bounced back after last week's defeat to Olympic and of course the start of the game where you guys went down, it showed some great resolve and determination?
6: Yeah, absolutely we did show some great resolve um, but I just like like us to start off a bit better in that first half. We seem to treat the first half as a warm up, rather than really attacking the game in the in the first half. So much better for, uh, second half, but we need to improve on our first half uh, performances.
0: Do you think the first half performances have anything to do with just everyone's, you know, general rustiness? You know, since it's only been like two weeks since everyone's been playing competitively again, sort of thing after COVID. Or?
6: Yeah, there's, that's a possibility. Um, you know, an interrupted pre-season makes it difficult but as I said all the teams are in the same boat I think we probably just need to start off a little bit better than what we have in the last two games but you know it's pleasing for them to come back in the second half Um, it's a really good effort in the
0: second half to score those two goals to make it an even game and you guys have the opportunity to like you said start uh, the first half well next week against Monaro how are you guys going to approach that one
6: We'll be approaching it like any game we do. We'll have a look at Bonaro and see how they're particularly playing, and work on work on a few things that we need to improve in, improve on,
0: and then we'll go from there. I also had a chat to CUA Academy coach Scott O'Donnell earlier today. All right, so uh, not the result you guys would have been looking for. What did you make of how the game played out?
7: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I was I was really disappointed with the with the end result. First half, I thought we played played some good football. We created lots of chances. Um, But as I said to the girls after the game, you know, it's a learning moment for them. But you can't create the chances we created and not um, and not punish teams. And full credit to Woden, they um, they kept working, never gave up. And then once they got that goal, they got a sniff, and uh, then we were on the back foot. So it was. yeah, good learning moment for us. Disappointing, but you know we've got to um, we got to bounce back. And you know we played some. I thought we played some good football during parts of the game. And um, yeah, didn't we didn't take our chances. And, you know, and the game should have been put to bed by half time. I thought, um, but you know that's that's the way it goes.
0: In in terms of scoring goals, do you see it as an improvement uh, from? Last week. Not saying you guys didn't create the chances because you hit the post quite a few times, but if, if you guys does it sort of show if you guys have that sort of tenacity like you guys did in the final games last in the final moments last week that you will your team will score those goals.
7: Well, I'd like to think so. I mean, the fact is we're creating chances. I'd be more concerned if we weren't creating those chances. So the fact that we're creating chances is good. Uh, getting into good positions um, and. Um, but we've just got to, we've got to put them away. And, and full credit to, to their keeper as well yesterday. I thought she pulled off some great saves. Um, but, you know, we've just got to be a little bit
0: more clinical and maybe a little bit more composed in front of goal. And next week, you guys take on Wagga. Uh, what are you <laughs> planning to try and take out of that game?
7: The Wagga game?
0: Yeah.
7: Yeah, no, we're, we're, we just focus on what we're trying to do. We, we have... Um, Things that we're working on in training, and we want the girls to um, try and implement them during the game. And you know, our job is—our job, mine and Eddie's job—is to—is to prepare the girls as, as best we can for each game, and and give them challenges and see how they go. And um, they're only young; they're gonna—they're gonna make mistakes. But what we've got to learn to do, and it's easier said than done, is. Try to get the girls to, to learn from their mistakes and and improve as players, as individuals, but also also as a team. And being a, a relatively short season, it um, doesn't give you much time to to get working together as a team. Because as you know, we
0: lost a few players last year, but it's a great opportunity for the girls and getting opportunities. All right. Before we move on to the fixtures for next week, Russ, I believe you wanted to say a few words about Vicky Linton.
2: Yeah, good to see that Vicky Linton's been brought in as a Canberra United head coach, comes off the back of the chat we were just having about the academy. Uh, she's got a lot of experience in women's football and been given the job, and it's a tough task to replace Heather Garriuk and the Canberra United side, which last year, um, probably underachieved from their point of view, didn't make finals, and... Uh, look we we look at it here in Canberra and and we do support a winning side we love a winning team and there's a lot of pressure on that on that role it's been over the past few years it's been a role which they've expected to get to finals football they're expected to challenge for the championship and it just didn't happen for Heather when she was here and I understand I know at the start of last year when I spoke to her just prior to um, doing some stuff for Fox that she was disappointed with um, the turnover of players she lost some that she thought she was going to get and it didn't they put her behind the eight ball so to speak from the start so Vicky Linton, it's going to be hard for her, obviously with COVID and everything, to be able to start to attract players. You don't know what the season's going to be like next year. We don't know where the fixtures are going to be, who she's going to be Yeah, who she's going to be But we wish her luck and we welcome her to Canberra as we do with uh, anybody who comes here to play football and be part of our game in this region. And let's hope there's
0: an announcement soon on the W League's uh, progression. And next up, we have MPLW round four fixtures. We have Belcon United versus Gungarland United. Like I said, like Russ said, also, that's going to be an absolutely, absolutely cracking match. Saturday, 3 p.m. at Hawker Football Centre. Definitely check that one out on Bar TV Sport if you can. And, and then we've got the uh, women's derby of the Canberra Olympic versus Canberra Croatia match. That one is on Saturday, 3 p.m. at O'Connor and then we've got Monaro Panthers versus Woden Western, Saturday, 5.30 p.m. at Riverside Stadium. and that one will be on Bar TV, Jeremy McGann and myself on the call there. Also, shout out to Jeremy. Um, if you want to have a quick uh, read of the uh, wrap-ups, uh, have a check of his MPLW wrap-up, and I believe it's Lachlan Roberts with the MPL wrap-up on the Capital uh, Football website there. And then we've also got Canberra United Academy versus Wagga City Wanderers. Sunday, 5.50 at the Hawker Football Centre. And Targonon is facing the bye. All right, moving on to MPL 2 First up, we have Wagga City Wanderers, who defeated Brinda Bella Blues 3-0, Stevens, Allen, and Pinney with the goals for Wagga City. Uh, this gets, puts them on seven points undefeated for the season. Uh, Michael, what did you make up of this matchup?
1: Another... Huge win uh, for Walga City Wanderers, Matt. Quite can't say much more than that. It's a, it's another great win, it, which now places them uh, at the top of the MPL Two standings uh, with the seven points that, that you mentioned. They've got the buy next week. However, uh, though for Wagga um, so they might uh, be overtaken in that in that time frame. Uh, will be bitterly uh, disappointing uh, defeat for Brindabella after their great victory over uh, Narabunda last week, uh, which we discussed. Uh, this might take them back to square one, where, you know, uh, after the uh, Ugali defeat in, in the opening round of the season, uh, they'll f- face a tough uh, test uh, in, in terms of Western Malonglo, who still haven't conceded from open play yet, which is a massive props to them. And uh, that should be uh, an intriguing uh, match-up. Uh, Ross, what, what were your uh, thoughts on this
2: uh, contest? It's great to see Walker City Wanderers sitting at the top of the table. I mean, we'll talk about Ugali in a moment. They're, they're sitting just behind them in second. Two regional sides that we weren't sure what we were going to get from them um, when we talked here. We sat here a few weeks back now and we were talking about which sides we think might challenge right. for, for this competition and you know, we well, thought A and you and O'Connor will be up near the top, and they've not been so that shows what we know. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Wilga City, I mean, they've, they I mean, we looked at their team, and they had, they've got the experience of Karl Podesky and Matt Menser in there, and they, they're unbeaten after three matches. Um, they've won two and, and and drawn one as well, and they just keep on rolling on. It's a short season for them as well. They've just got to keep doing what they're doing. It's important for them when travel and fatigue becomes a factor that they can keep picking up points. Um, at the moment, you can't see them not picking up points. They're doing very well.
1: Moving on, um, Matt, we talked a bit last week. Uh, before, we, before you get into wrapping up this match, about how big of a match this was for, for ANU, given their uh, start to the season, winless in their opening two games. But they snatched it against Wo- uh, Western Malongolo, uh with a 90th minute penalty, courtesy of uh, Pedican. Matt, what were your uh, thoughts on this matchup? Because it's a big win for A
0: Well, the original thoughts was, oh, geez, I'm uh, not too bright because I read it as me at the uh, that, that the match was going to be at A New South Oval, so I rock up at A New South oh. Oval, and then I'm like, oh, there's AFL on the pitch, but there's heaps of football rolling goals, so I'm just like, you know what? I'll just wait five minutes. Maybe they're going to roll it on. Maybe the match will end up. Oh, five minutes, ten minutes go by, and I'm like, ah, oh, geez. All right. So this I'll the look first at it. Hearing
1: of this? Uh, uh, I love how you left it for the podcast, by the way. This of course. It's great. you got to have some entertainment on there, you know what I
2: mean? <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> I went to the right venue on Sunday. If I'd
1: gone all the way to Coomer and
2: it was a deacon, I'd have been <laughs> absolutely ropeable.
0: So then I'm just like, ah, oh, geez, here we go. All right. So um, I ended up going all the way to Woden, uh, parking closed. I missed the first 10 15 minutes. I found the first closest person i could get to what's the score nil nil Whew. thank goodness i didn't miss a relief. goal in that regard however in saying that though for my the next one i had half a mind to just say hey jeremy are you sure it's a can bar 201 just to make sure but uh, it's all right i didn't uh, <laughs> uh luckily i i double checked that one beforehand so uh, that yeah. definitely double check everybody but i swear that's what it was but <laughs> anyway so in terms of the actual matchup i was i was glad i went to this match i was really Really, I really wanted to see ANU and Western Mongolo both play in person, because I haven't um, been able to do that this season. I was able to get out there. ANU characteristically uh, dominated possession, the majority of it. They created majority of the chances as well. Uh, but like you said, Michael, this is a massive win for ANU, because if they weren't able to get a win on the board now, they would have been in a bit of trouble since next week. is like, just uh, is the halfway point for the season in terms of MPL 2 uh, this is their first points of the season, of course, first victory after they lost to Wagga and White Eagles, I believe it was. Western Molongolo, on the other hand, that will be a little disappointed to having conceded a penalty so late. Um, however, the talk around the ground was there was a lot of complaining from this uh, from the sidelines because they believe that the action for the penalty was taken outside the box. They believe the um, contact was outside the box and it went inside the box. Now, like. It's one of those debates which is always, you know, there's no VR or anything, so, uh, so uh, it's one of those debates that's always going to go on in football, and it was, it was in for
1: next season. So uh,
0: it was, a, it was, you know, it was a little bit of, uh, it was a little bit fiery at that point, but then it was good to see everyone sort of laughing about it afterwards, saying, yeah, we should bring in VAR, and then someone said, well, you know, that's not always right. So Look, at least it was a bit, a bit of a good uh, sportsmanship in that regard.
2: Everybody in black and white thought it was outside the penalty area. Yeah. Everybody in blue and white thought it was inside, inside. the penalty area. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's an ageless debate in that, in, in, in that regard. However, Western Malongo, like you said, haven't conceded from open play yet, which I think is quite incredible. I sort of uh, likened them to, uh, them to um, Belconnen, and obviously we all know what happened in the matchup against Gungarland, but before that, they're, they're sort of the, the more pragmatic team. They look to build from the back first, and I think that is a, a good weapon to have because not a lot of teams, I said this for Belco last week, but not a lot of teams in the competition have that sort of defensive capability. So if you can make it to the finals, you have a different... Uh, a sort of an x-factor that no one else really has so in terms of Ned James's side uh, they'll be despite not being happy that they lost this match they'll be happy with their defensive effort
2: coaching 101 Matt uh, at the end of the day you are a new coach to a to a new environment with new players so you get the defensive structure right first you work on the defensive side of the game you get that bit right we talked about Belconnen in the WNPL you don't concede you don't lose and that's where they're working at it at the moment. Everything else you can work on a little bit later down the track. You can work on the attacking part of it. You can work on structures and, and the way you can you can um, be a more entertaining side going forward. But the first thing's first. Get it right back here. And then you stop the opposition scoring. And then you give yourself a chance of winning football games. And I think they're doing that right. And they were bitterly disappointed, I know, not to get a point out of that game. Um, as you said, huge sigh relief for ANU. They'll, they'll feel that they've got one under the, um, under the belts now. And they'll probably feel they got lucky to get that with the result that they got but you know wins a win for them and it just means that we've got to we throw a blanket over those first six or seven sides in that NPL2 ladder um, because anything could happen to you now at the end of the year and don't forget the buy as well is also on the ladder <laughs> sitting <laughs> sitting ninth just above uh, <laughs> yeah. above Narrabundus you see Narrab- it? You see it? I can yeah. see it on the ladder really. poor,
0: <laughs> on, poor on Narrabundus Oh geez. Anyway, uh, before we uh, I move, uh, introduce the interviews, um, uh, former Menara technical director Adam Furch actually made his first start for Woden Western at fullback. He was uh, he brings a lot of experience to that side, um, so that's um, a good notch uh, for that side. What do you think about that one, Ross?
2: Yeah, that's an interesting one. I didn't hear that one. So that, yeah, he brings a lot of experience and that. Again, another defensive player, someone that knows the game, someone that can read the game yeah. well. And and more importantly, he can probably communicate to across his back four as well and bring a lot of experience to it. And as I said, Ned Jeans is getting the defensive side, right? Haven't conceded an open play yet, and they'll be hoping that that continues.
0: And like I said, I had a chat to uh, Jim Dawson, the ANU coach, uh, straight after the game. Uh, close match today. Um, safe to say that you guys control most of the possession, however, of the game. What do you make of your team's performance?
8: Well, we we're very happy with how we went about the game. We had talked about making sure that we controlled the ball as much as we could um, and, we, and we did that and we kept uh, sticking out trying to play positive football.
0: And uh, this is your first points and first win of the season. Is this the catalyst you think you guys need to uh, kick on for the rest of the season?
8: Well, if you look at the same two games that we lost, we, we lost the same two games last year. Um, so I'm not, we weren't worried at all um, we go we talked amongst ourselves and we always go to win every game we play so that hasn't changed
0: and uh, you guys have in City next week how are you guys going to be preparing for that one at home
8: uh, oh, well we've, we've um, got a lot of players coming back uh, from injury now so we're getting stronger and stronger uh, and um, yeah again a lot of change at Queenbeain not sure what to expect but um, no, we'll get a couple of good training sessions in and we'll be ready
0: and then I also had a chat to Western Malongolo coach Ned Jean straight after the game. Uh, close match today. Uh, penalty in the dying minutes, though. Uh, what did you make of your team's performance overall?
9: Uh, overall, I think we we got pens in our own half just a little bit um, after the first 15 minutes was quite quite good. Um, we're quite a quite a structurally sound team. Um, we got stuck in a little bit. Um, I think our tenacity uh, and our and our work rate was probably the thing that kept us in the game uh, for most part. And look unlucky again with like the uh with the penalty but uh that's the way the cookie crumbles and uh we'll come back stronger for sure and you mentioned
0: your uh, your team's work right uh what i've noticed so far is you guys have been very solid defensively only the only goal you've conceded of course is a penalty does that give your side a bit of an edge because you see teams uh that are very solid defensively you see with belco and npl1 like it just gives them that extra bit of an edge that some teams don't have do you feel you guys have that
9: yeah, I think um coming up against some of the the better uh, attacking teams like uh like your uh, O'Connor and like uh like your U today. Um I think uh coming into games it, it it puts them on the back foot early knowing that um our back four are always going to be always going to be super solid and we've got uh so much depth in that position that we can we can afford to rotate people and uh not have to worry about conceding so
0: and this was uh, Adam Furch's first start, I believe. Uh, was it? Is it this season? Uh, what did you make of his performance?
9: Uh, Adam Adam's a true professional. He um he puts in the hard yards for for himself for the team, and um he's always he's always going to be that um that guy that uh, the team looks to to to, to get that uh, motivation from. Yeah.
0: And next week you have a interesting matchup against uh, Brenda Bella. How are you guys going to
9: prepare for that one? um we'll look to we'll definitely look to sit uh a lot more higher up the pitch um and we're gonna probably push on a lot more uh, than we did in this game because we i think um structurally and um uh, more composed than uh than brinda bella will be with such a they're such a young team but you can never ride a team like brindy off um they, they got the win last week four one against a team that we beat 2-0 so uh, you can't ride them off
0: and next up we had queen city at home at riverside stadium uh, mukeski with the goal one nil win, massive win for them over White Eagles. Michael, what do you make of this one?
1: It's a, it's one of those fixture fixtures uh, that's circled on the calendar uh, for MPL two. Uh, I talked talked about obviously how great O'Connor Knights versus White Eagles is, and Queanbeyan City versus White Eagles is is absolutely no different. Uh, it's obviously a great win for for Queenie City, uh, given that, uh, which puts them. Uh, just under Wogo and six points in the table, uh, defeating last season's uh, league winners in, in White Eagles. It's another statement victory uh, for them as they beat one of the big boys from last season. If, if if they can get another win next week, this time against ANU, it would put them in pole position at the top of the table uh, at MPL two. And it's not the on the other side of the coin. It's it's not the result White Eagles were 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 looking for. As we mentioned, it's it's to one of their arch uh, rivals. You never never like losing to your arch rivals. Let me tell you that. Um, it was it was a very close match. Um, you know, uh, I still expect White Eagles to be competing uh, in, in the final series. Obviously, given that they were the premiers last year, and, and they're still a very solid uh, outfit. Uh, like we mentioned um, after the uh, after the next match, uh, I'm really intrigued to see what uh, to see White Eagles test Ugali, uh, who have had two great uh, results recently, which we will obviously get into next. Uh, and it's a great statement uh, victory by. Uh, beating uh, White Eagles. Uh, you, you always want to knock off uh, those uh, those games earlier on in the season, get those tough ones out of the way, especially uh, given the history behind uh, the fixture. You, you, I, I just want to mention this. I saw on I saw on Snapchat uh, the, the victory celebrations in the, um, in the Caribbean change room. Yep. Let me tell you, they were loud. I, 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 <laughs> I
0: did see that as well. And quickly, before we move it on to Russ, in terms of White Eagles, um, yeah, they didn't get the result, but they're still in it. They're still fourth. Um, so, I'm sure Brian Plath will be uh, raring to go in the next match. I believe they play. Um, I was about to say ANU, but that is wrong. They've already versed ANU. They are uh, Ugali. against Ugali, Like, well, oh, you just mentioned it. There we go. Uh, I think we need another. I needed another cup of coffee, Russ. But anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know a good cafe you can go to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, Russ. What did you uh, think about Up?
2: Uh, everything you'd expect from a Queen Bain City versus White Eagles game to be honest a very close tight encounter plenty of cards going around and yeah. you know a lot of passion from both sides and, and the winning goal scored by the player that um, Queenie and City brought in to do just that um, they were lacking a few goals last year and they needed um, big game players to come up with big game goals and Goran Makefsky, um we've seen him do it in Premier League and he's done it in MPL 2 and got his team what might well be a really vital three points when you look at the makeup of this top four come the end of the year. You look at this ladder and again, that's a result that maybe we wouldn't have picked um, when we were at the start of the season. But all of a sudden, Queen Bean City, two from two, um, unbeaten as well. Uh, they'll, they'll be looking to go. They'll see this um, as a really big fixture that they've had and they've won it. And now they can uh, build on that. And key for them now is to, is to not lose next week. Is to come away from their fixture and try and get something from that as well, build that momentum and build that, build that you know that passion even more than they've got now. Quick question for
0: you: If they beat A N U next week, obviously that puts Queen City on top with um, another uh, with one of the other sides as well. Um, however, in saying that though, what does that mean for A N U though? Because they will only be on three points and then they will be a little bit away. It is halfway for the season. Obviously, it helps that they beat Western Malonglo, but where does that leave them?
2: Leaves them needing some wins. Yeah. Um, pretty simple at the end of the day, I think. I mean, they've got they'll be if they did lose that game hypothetically, they'll be one win from four. Um, you know, it's, there's only nine matches or some or so, so they'd have to win probably two or three of their next one. You look at this and how many points is going to get you in the top four? Maybe ten, um, possibly mm-hmm. this stage of the season. So they've got three of them. Um, if they were to lose on the weekend, that leaves them looking for another seven from their last four or five games. So it, it's it's not it's not the end of the world if they do lose um but it'll make it hard for them um conversely queen and city if they win on the weekend you'd, you'd almost say well hang on a minute they're real serious contenders for this
0: it's the importance we kept saying that this shortened season it's the importance of getting a very very good start and then we've seen a couple of the big sides haven't had the best
1: of starts which we'll go into next michael what's next up well we we're just going to get into that now aren't we matt One of the big, I think, uh, results coming out of uh, all three of the uh, competitions uh, this past weekend. I mean, Ugali 4-0 over the O'Connor Knights. Priest, Donadell, Roach, Roddy finding the back of the net for Ugali, the hosts. It's a massive win for them against O'Connor Knights. Matt, we talked about how important this game was for O'Connor coming in, making that trip to Ugali. And I mean, they've they've come up... uh, on the, on the wrong end uh, here it's a, bit, a little bit concerning isn't it Matt uh,
0: look I would say so we and we, we sort of said this about a um, and except a did get the result they needed so uh, I meant that in terms of the top four but if 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 O'Connor don't win the don't win their next matchup, up um, they could be in some real real trouble and that is against Narrabunda um, so it's it's an interesting one because their first match was 2-2 against White Eagles correct and then um, they lost to Queen City 3-2, and I, I was at that match, and I thought both of their goals were absolutely brilliant. So they've still clearly got the quality there. However, this, is, uh, this match is mostly all props to Ugali. They when, we talked, when I talked to Santolini, he talked about the importance of making Solomad Stadium that sort of... Fortress. Fortress. I keep saying barrier, but fortress. <laughs> um, that fortress, and... You can, what what a, their first match at home what a, what there's no better way to start than winning four nil against one of the favorites for the competition who have spent significantly this season and but like we said one point from three games for o'connor i mean that's not that's uh, not ideal for them but i'm really like you said before i'm really looking forward to see you 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 garley versus white eagles on the weekend um look if i i hope that one i'm hoping i can find a stream somewhere for that one but um uh, Ugali's
2: Facebook page, probably. They, they've, been Facebook vid- page. they've been showing live coverage of most of their games. I'll definitely. So,
1: if anyone wants to uh, watch watch uh, some Ugali football, I'll uh, make sure you, you head on over there and, and, and give it a watch. And I'm
0: interested to see if if they do get on the score sheet, is it going to be like a high scoring game? Because White Eagles don't usually concede a lot of goals in a singular game, so it's going to be really interesting to see how Ugali get into this matchup. Uh, but first, on this match, Russ, uh, what do you think of this result? Not the best for O'Connor Knights, that's for sure
2: not the best for Connor. i understand they were a couple of players shy of 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 what they wanted to take down it was a sunday afternoon trip to to ugali as well to griffith which is a a a difficult one um Mm. and, and an unusual one as well i think i mean it's tough enough going there on a saturday but to go there on a sunday as well with work the next day as well you know maybe maybe their minds weren't quite on it and i don't want to take anything away from ugali but um looking at the squad list that they've had out there and i think this ugali side there's plenty of players that played two seasons worth of of NPL football here in Canberra, and they're quick, they're sharp, and they've got some really good football players. And and, and that isn't a surprise when you look at at their um, performances at home. They've got a 4-0 win on the weekend. Um, They're going to move teams around. They've got Joe Priest in the middle of that park, which is a great signing for them. He was one of the best players in the Premier League um, for the Riverina Rhinos. Uh, Luke Santolin stood on the sideline, enjoying life as a coach, um, he did joke at his own expense that he, he moves as much there as he did when he played, um, which is probably a bit unfair to him. But he's got some some good footballers there and I think they've been a breath of fresh air to the team as well. Um, they seem to be a lot more uh, stable than Riverina Rhinos were as well, which is no disrespect to the Rhinos. I had a great time when I went down there to call the game against Canberra Olympic um, a couple of years back and they, they were very hospitable. Um, and Ugali, just the same. I think any team that goes to play them, if you're going on a Saturday, you stay overnight, they'll uh, they'll look after you and you'll have a good time down there as well. In terms of their football, they're a side to look out for. I mean, I mentioned it earlier on in the uh, broadcast that we've got Ugali and Walker City Wanderers at the top of the table in that division. And fast forward 12 months, and both those sides are going to be pushing for Premier League place. And, you know, O'Connor, I think... A lot of their players, um, I spoke to a few of them pre-season and they are a little bit down this year because they were yeah. building heavily towards, right. they, they're really pushing towards that Premier League, they were, they were fighting for that spot.
0: Wind out of the sails is one of the main quotes I remember hearing.
2: Yeah, 100%, I think it, that is the case and um, shout out to Josip Yardridge for coming to fix my wall. Um, I mean, the week, <laughs> one of the uh, one of the O'Connor Knights players did a great job, mate. Did a great job. Maybe that took it out of him.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 too much for, too much for right. school. Do you hear that? Russ is to blame for uh, O'Connor's loss on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next. All right, so uh, that is our wrap up in terms of MPL two. Let's quickly mention what the matches are for next week. We've got O'Connor Knights massive match up for them, as is for Narabunda, who had the bye this week. They are playing Saturday, three pm at Kayleen in Close. Then we've got, like Michael said, another massive matchup: ANU versus Queenbeyan City, Saturday 3.15, New South Oval. Uh, Western Malongolo against Brindabella, which should be a very interesting matchup. Uh, that is Saturday 3.15 at Woden Park in close. And then we've got, to round things off, we've got Ugali against White Eagles, 2pm, Solar Mad Stadium. Ugali will be looking to make a fortress in that one, and White Eagles will be looking to bounce back. And Wagga City Wanderers are facing the Bye. Alright that's uh, mostly
2: it today lads very good
0: podcast. Uh, Russ any last thoughts before you head off?
2: Just great to have more football again and we were watching it on the weekend there was bags and bags of goals and the standard of, of goal scoring is getting better and better I think and just a, uh, a shout out to the goalkeepers out there. Keep your heads up because <laughs> there's not a lot you can do about some of these finishes. It must be quite galling for them to watch it all on video all the time. And yeah. we're, we're going, how great's this finish? How great's that finish? But shout out to all the keepers. Looking forward to it this weekend.
0: Do you want to quickly plug the matches you're doing again this weekend?
2: Yes, yeah, Saturday, um, Melrose Synthetic, Woden Western versus Monero Panthers. You can join myself and Mitch Stevens if you get to leave pass from his house <laughs> to, uh, to come and do that one. Um, looking forward to that. And then Sunday afternoon at Deakin Stadium, uh, Canberra, Croatia. Versus Canberra Olympic got there in the end. There you
0: go, Michael. Uh, any last thoughts before we uh, wrap up?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't get to touch on, you know, uh, my state league. Oh, jeez, here we go. <laughs> How did you go? How we did you we go? won. We won. It's it's three from three to start the season. I mean, we were talking about some of the some of the teams that have gone unbeaten throughout their first three <laughs> games of the season. I just want to which, make a Which fun. team is this, Michael? Canberra City. Canberra City State, state league. league. Yeah, State League One reserves. Did you score? No, I did not. No, I didn't, I didn't score well, this weekend. But we're looking at the bigger picture here. We've got the we've got the W. That's what it's all about. Three three wins out of three. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm loving being back out on on the uh, football pitch. It's great. Well done, mate. Three from three. That's good. We'll put you in there next week as one of the unbeaten teams. Now you yeah. realise what
2: you've done. Now is you're <laughs> going to get beat on the weekend. Yeah, well, <laughs> you I hope no yourself. one. From,
1: yeah, I hope no one from uh, Yas is hearing this because now they're just going to. Yeah, you know. Are you, are you going to Yas? We're, yes, we're traveling to Yas. Away to the
2: Redbacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good venue. You'll enjoy that.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tough one, but um, no, I'm looking forward to it. Well, well let um, me be the first one to
0: say good luck for this weekend. Considering oh, you've just jinxed you. your team, according to Russ.
1: So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what kind of uh, you know, obviously, what kind of mood I'm in uh, next podcast. Uh, I'll I'll provide you the details of how our trip to Yas went. All right, hopefully a, hopefully a good one. Have a good one.
0: All right, thank you very much, lads. As always, and. Stay tuned, look on Bar TV, everything should be up. There's plenty of commentary, plenty of articles, and of course, plenty of audio clips and podcasts from this thing. Thank you very much. Thank you to Evelyn for sending in her interview. Thanks to Russ, thanks to Michael, and thanks to everybody else. We are Eminem Podcast with the Canberra Football Show, and we will be back next week, Tuesday, 5 p.m. Thank you very much.